This is the Horse Radio Network. We're in the home stretch. The end of the year is almost here. This week, we're sharing some Yuletide laughs, and Jessica Phoenix returns to talk about her plan B for the winter competition season. From Heels Down Mag, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, Welcome to Happy, Happy Hour. Hour. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Jessica Payne. And I'm Ellie Wozniak. Welcome to episode 80 of Heels Down Happy Hour. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Oh, getting getting ready to be finished up with 2020. And move oh. into your house, right? Well, yeah, I mean, eventually in the, the spring season. But yes, we have moved out of the farm, and that's kind of been sad. Out of the farm, but we've hijacked my mom's house in town for a little bit. So, because we still stay in Aiken, like it would be kind of dumb. The farm's almost done, but it'd be dumb for us to move when we have to be here the whole time. So we are so slammed come January 1st. So we decided why not just stay in Aiken and a little bit longer. So we're here and excited, but yes, ready for 2020 to be over and start the 2021 season. This episode is brought to you by Eagle Cold. If you guys haven't checked out the flip half pad mat yet, you totally should. They're vegan and elegant. Eagle Gold's new flip half pad mat has a classic look with superior support and impact protection for your horse's back. It's non-slip and shimmable, so it's the perfect fit for every horse. Plus, it's reversible, so you're getting two for the price of one. Check out the new flip mat at ecogold.ca. All right. I have a really exciting drink that is, you know, in reality, it's multiple drinks, but... um, it seemed appropriate for our last episode of the year and also in, in, you know, in time for the holidays, but have you guys seen the new advent calendars they make in their wine? Like it's like a wine every day. Advent no. calendar. Oh my God. So Aldi, Aldi makes them and people go crazy for them. Like before Thanksgiving, they like sell out at all the Aldi's around here and people sell them on eBay for like five times the price. It's crazy. But wait, how how do you have a wine advent calendar? So I'll share the link, but it's literally this giant box and it's... Are they full-size bottles? Sometimes, yeah. So the Aldi ones, I, I don't know how big the bottles are, but Total Wine does an advent calendar too. And they're they're like a craft size. So they're like okay. three-fourths a bottle of yeah. wine. But my train my trainer got one this year and she sent me a picture because I, I was looking for them all like all over last year and she got one like early, like right around Thanksgiving. And cause they're they're so hard to get. It's like a Black Friday, like people go crazy trying to get these advent wine calendars from Aldi. But they're so cool and the wine's actually pretty good. So I'm still on the hunt for one. I'm still holding out hope. It's already obviously December, so I'm gonna have to like drink them quickly to catch up, I guess. But I want I want one so bad. You've never seen one of these, Jess? No. And yeah, I'm like kind of feel like a little bit embarrassed I haven't seen one, I feel like. The total but- wine one is really cute. The packaging, it's like it's like a really cute, like it looks like an advent calendar and you just poke a hole and And do you get like a variety or can you yeah. buy like reds or can you buy whites? Like or is it it's a grab bag. It's like a variety, but they give you, they give you like a little card with each wine and they're like decent wine, you know, like you're not buying like just cheapo wine. Yeah. 
and you pull, you know, you pull out your wine and cause my neighbor got one from total wine and, and it's yeah. so cute. It has like all the specs for the wine on the little card and they've had like white, red, some rosé in there too. Huh. It's, I know it's amazing. I might have to, we're, you know, to, we're going up to North Carolina. I might have to like swing by a total wine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it says North Carolina and West Virginia will not receive any varieties of alcohol themed advent calendars. So well, that's, gonna at, have Aldi. that's at Aldi. That's at yeah. Aldi. I'm going to yeah. get a total wine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go to total wine. My friend really likes my, my neighbor has the total wine one and really likes it. So, well, you uh, could just not, uh, I can make, make my your own. own. Yeah. You yeah, can make your you own. Get, you get a cardboard <laughs> box. You get a cardboard box. You trace some holes on it. You put some numbers on it. You go into the liquor store, you do a couple spins, close your eyes, point, and there's your wine. Or, I mean, or I could just do my wine cooler and like make a little tree on the outside, and then just each day pick a new wine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that might be what I do. I'll be like day one. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys forget. I live in a dry township. Yeah, Every no. time I go to the liquor store, they probably think I'm building an advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I promise this isn't just for the weekend, but maybe depending on how bad Friday is. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. But anyways, so there, if you can find one, I'm even looking on eBay right now and I can't even find them. They only have like the cheese ones and the coffee ones because they sell out so fast. Who knew this is like such a big thing? Oh yeah. It's awesome. I'm going to get wow. one next year. I'm going to I'm gonna find it for you. Yeah, please do. I'm on the hunt. It would would make my year to get one. (laughs) All right. So what do you have for news, Jess? So this year, or this year, this week, I thought it'd be fun for each of us to kind of do not the highlights of 2020, because I feel like that's like a good thing. And 2020 has been kind of crazy in that sense. But like, what's the biggest news that each of you could think of for 2020 that kind of brought it to it? So like top headlines. So for me, I was going to do the craziness that was the horse show during the pandemic. I mean, for me, that was like different times. You went, everybody had to wear masks. Everybody had to have temperature checks. Half the horse shows wouldn't run. Like we didn't know horse shows were running. So like, I feel like my headline news for 2020 was basically wondering whether or not we were going to horse shows because we missed out some great horse shows. Like, you know, Land Rover, Kentucky didn't run. Yeah. We had several jumper shows not run. We even, like, tried to go to Kentucky for the jumper show and American Eventing Championships that were back-to-back weeks, and they all got shut down. So, you know, Olympia didn't run. All these big, big horse shows that were, like, everybody looked forward to. So that's kind of, like, my dun-dun-dun of 2020 is, like, the horse show scene was so different this year. So I'm hoping... For 2021 to have some like, you know, more juju and like more horse shows run. So that's kind of my 2020. So Ellie, what do you have? So mine, mine's not so much a bummer, but I think just monumental in um, starting a conversation. And it's that diversity panel and just that we did. And then also just diversity in equestrian sports specifically. And just the conversation and the actions that are taking place, I think is just big news for this year. And big news for just the sport in general. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big one. And it just opened a lot of people's eyes, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think back to that panel that we hosted and just, 
just being there and being a listener. I mean, that it was really powerful. And I just hope we keep seeing these conversations continuing to happen and hopefully some action that comes from them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Justine? So I thought about uh, the story that we talked about on the show a couple of episodes ago that we're starting to see this trend of more hunter jumper riders wearing protective vests. So air vests, but also, you know, like the typical cross country body protecting vests and how you're just starting to see that in more jumping disciplines, which I just think is a huge step forward in terms of safety in our sport. And I really, I really hope that continues and becomes normalized. You know, there are a lot of uh, trainers out there now from Jimmy, Jimmy and Danielle Toronto, who I interviewed in a story on heelsdownmag.com where, you know, their clients are wearing vests every time they get on a horse. Alex Wells, who's been on the show before and her show jumper husband, Andrew, you know, they show in air vests every single time. And Alex told me that every, but all the clients at their barn wear air vests now. And I just, I think that's really great. It's a wonderful step forward. And again, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's something that sticks around. I think it will. I think that everybody's finding it's very easy to use, especially the kind of blow up vest, like the hit air vest thing is finding very easy to put them on. Like I have a client that every day she rides, she just clips it in and she loves it. And it's super lightweight. So like in the middle of summer, she's not having to wear the big body protector vest. So that got a bit hot. So she's like, I just put my air vest on and it's easy and it's super lightweight. So I think you're going to see a lot more people not hesitant about it because now they're easier to use and they're easier to come by type thing. Like now there's a bunch to pick from and it's very easy just to throw on, like you'd throw on a vest for the winter time. And I think you're going to see a lot more people finding it helpful. So I think that is a huge plus. Absolutely. And gosh, back to horse shows. Remember like in March when, you know, everything was crashing down and I remember having the conversation of like, okay, we're not going to Kentucky this year and going like, what is the world going to look like? Right. Um, I know it's been a wild ride. (laughs) I know. So it's been, it's been something so good and bad parts of 2020. Everybody has, you can look at the positive light and all of that and you can see some bad that's come out of it. So we're just hoping for 2021 to be a great year and start off and maybe see a little bit more normalcy. Hopefully. We just want to give a shout out to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Every little bit helps keep this show on the air, and we so appreciate you. So if you love Heels Down Happy Hour, and you love our Facebook group, and you love being part of the community we've created here at Heels Down, please consider donating on our Patreon account. You can do that by going to Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Heels Down. All right, everybody, I'm really excited to introduce our guest tonight. Brianna Johnson is a diversity advocate and the co-founder of Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. You may have seen her in some of our Heels Down Zoom calls earlier this year, but Aubriana has a master's in health sciences from the University of Florida, and she lives in Raleigh, North Carolina with her Tennessee walking horse gelding maestro and her miniature horse Encore. Welcome, Aubriana. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you. So the first question I have for you is I love your podcast and I wanted to talk to you, talk to you more. I saw that awesome story on the FEI website about you guys 
just recently. And I wanted to know why, like, what made you choose podcasting as your storytelling platform? Yeah. So storytelling in itself is, you know, how culture gets passed down in generations. And especially as African-Americans, you know, historically, not being able to read or write or you know, like that stuff was literally illegal. So oration and storytelling is is how our culture exists today. And so with the podcasting space, we're able to, you know, connect with people because they they hear our voices and they're able to kind of pick up on the nuances in conversation versus just having a blog. And, you know, you read a blog post, you read it in your own voice. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the pain or the excitement or the, you know, this the emotion behind the conversation or the topic always. So podcasting allows that for us. And I feel like it brings just a little bit deeper of a connection when we're talking about stuff that sometimes can be pretty heavy or just something sometimes is super exciting and we just really want to get that across. Interesting. So I've got a question for you. How long have you been riding? Tell us about your horses and your involvement in the industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I started riding when I was like seven or eight at this hunter jumper barn. You know, I was on this slowest, pokiest horse. I had to work so hard to get him to do anything. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, why do I have to, my legs hurt. <laughs> why do I <laughs> so hard, like, to even go over, you know, flat poles. Like, I'm just over it. So I stopped taking lessons. Then when I was in high school, I had a family member who was like, yeah, you guys want to come out to a trail ride with me. I have an extra horse. Do you want to ride? Do you know how to ride horses? And I'm like, yeah, I know how to ride. I rode when I was little. It was super easy. Like it was annoying. And then I went out on a trail ride and I was like, what the heck? This is not the same. This is bananas. And that's, I was hooked. And that's what I've been doing since then. And and trail riding is literally, you know, a, a group of people were meeting up in the woods and we go out for like three or four hours. And I mean, we're jumping logs. We're weaving between trees. We're running from the beehive that someone kicked because they <laughs> strayed off the path. Like, it's like an extreme sport, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's a sense of camaraderie and and fellowship because we do hang out and we, you know, have food and there's a DJ and we dance and we have we raffle off prizes and things like that. So it's really it has a community component that I had not seen in the horse industry. And so that's why I love it so much. So on to 2020, it has been such a weird year for all of us, but an important one in the horse industry in the terms of sparking meaningful discussions about diversity and exclude and inclusion in the sport. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we need to go from here with that? <laughs> it's funny because it's the same thing I said in June. We need to have action. A lot of absolutely, yeah, a lot of conversations that are happening right now are trying to define what the experience is and 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 figure out what it is that we need to 
look for and like none of that stuff like stop like stop it (laughs) (laughs) people have been telling you exactly what it is that they are experiencing and what they are needing and the continued asking of the questions like that is part of the problem so in the next year looking for the action and the implementation of all of the conversations that we've had this year trying to strategize and plan and pinpoint the issues that people are facing in the industry today especially people of color i'm i'm looking for actual implementation and the effect of this acknowledging the issues instead of continuing to just talk about it definitely it'll be really interesting to see how that rolls out next Mm-hmm. But on a lighter note, Abriana, <laughs> you know, since this is, the, is our last episode of the year, we're thinking about the holidays, which, mm-hmm. gosh, I can't believe it's already time to think about the holidays. But right. do you have any favorite holiday traditions that you do this time of year? Um, maybe like a an annual trail ride or something you like to do with your horses or your mini horse? Actually, a lot of times the trail ride groups, they hold like winter galas. So unfortunately, we won't be doing that this year, but I'm glad you said that with Encore last year, I took him to a active senior center that my grandma goes to and took him to see the senior citizens and we delivered like puzzles and crosswords and stuff like that. And that was so much fun. And I was supposed to take him back this February, but you know, Corona, so we weren't able to go back, but things like that, that involve the many and, you know, just trying to bring smiles to people's faces is truly what I enjoy about the holidays, especially with ho- when horses are involved. Oh, definitely. We're going to have to get some really cute pictures of Encore, I feel like, so our listeners can see him from <laughs> from you. Yeah, yeah. I just clipped him and clipped a little heart on his butt on both sides. So oh, my gosh. A little so cute. Beard. Yeah, he's stinking rotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Abriana, thanks so much for joining us. It's been really great to chat with you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so for how, coming on. If if people want to find Young Black Equestrians, the podcast, what's the easiest way for them to find your show? They can find us on all of the socials at Young Black Equestrians. If you pull up your favorite podcast listener, either iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, you just type in Young Black Equestrians and we're right there. Or you can just find us on YouTube. We started showing or publishing the video for our episodes so you can watch them there as well. Awesome. Very cool. Are you in the market for a new saddle? then you should really check out the brand Arena Saddles. They make saddles for every discipline and confirmation with prices starting as low as $14.99. There is an Arena Saddle that's perfect for you, and it's perfect for training at your barn or competing in the ring. You'll appreciate their balanced and supportive seat on the flat and over fences. Check out Arena's line of saddles by going to arenasaddles.com. I'm so excited to introduce our next guest, one of my favorite people in the world, Jessie Phoenix. Jessica is a two-time Canadian Olympic eventer. She won the individual gold medal and team silver at the 2011 Pan Am Games on Pavarotti. That same year, she was also named Canadian's Equestrian of the Year. 
after an accident, which she explains in her book, Rise, which actually was written by Jesse's sister, she came back eight weeks later to win the individual silver and team bronze at the 2015 Pan Am Games in Toronto. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to have you on. How's it going? It's going great. You cold yet? You know what? We, uh, this year has just been crazy, all of 2020. And Joel, my husband, and I have always thought, like, you know, there's going to be a time in life when we have to put up an indoor. And the end of August, we decided this, this is the year we're going to do it. And then we just have a little bit more flexibility with winter training. Um, and so it just finished and we are in the new riding arena and it is a dream come true. Wow. It, it happens so fast and it looks incredible. Honestly, it, I can't believe that that building is on this property. Um, it was built by Mennonites who live about 45 minutes away from us. And they were amazing. Like their attention to detail, their timelines. Just it's incredible. beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I'm so, so thankful that it, it turned out like that. And then we just, uh, you know, the day the Mennonites finished building, we did the footing, Joel and I and Glenn Williams, who owns Williams Excavating. And we literally had the footing done in two days, and then we were riding in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you. So you. It's incredible. <laughs> Jesse, tell us where you're based so people know where you are. Yeah, like, so we farm? are just, yeah, just north of Toronto in Ontario, and our hometown is Cannington. Wow. So yeah. speaking of flexibility, you're not going to come to Florida this winter for the first time in almost like, it's probably been 15, 20 years. Oh, it's crazy. The, the first time I ever thought about going to Florida, I was at the Royal Winter Fair competing in the indoor eventing for the very first time. It was its first year. And Graham Tom came to me and said, you know, if you really want a shot at making teams, you need to get yourself to Florida and you need to. Um, be training and being in training camps. And I was like, there's no way I can go to Florida. Like, how would I organize my life, my business, everything? And he's like, well, you got to find a way. And I just remember it being like the hugest undertaking to try to organize that. And that was in 2006. So yeah, quite 15 quite years ago, years. almost. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, we were in Florida together for a long, long time. I was like, it's got to be almost yes. 15 years that you've been going to Florida. Oh, it's crazy how time flies. I know. So this year, what's different? I mean, 2020 has been a crazy year. So explain to everybody why you're now not coming south. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, honestly, we wanted to just pump the brakes a little and make sure that the COVID vaccine is actually going to come out and be useful and the numbers start going down a little bit before we start traveling into the States, especially with my family. Um Right now, if we go to the States, then we have a two-week quarantine coming home. And just with having, you know, Jacob and Jordan, they're 10 and 5 years old now, it just adds a whole new level of complexity to everything. So we thought it would be a good year to have this indoor built and be able to just train at home. And modern technology is so incredible. Like, we can still have lessons with our coaches from the U.S. and, you know, still have access to the top training and then just see how everything goes um, leading up to Tokyo next year. Okay. How have you survived 2020? How's it going with the horses? 
You know what? It has been incredible. It's definitely been a different type of journey this year. Um, the training has been a little bit different, and I've actually enjoyed it. Uh, normally, the shows kind of dictate our training schedule, and you know, in in February when we were sitting in Florida, I remember it was about five o'clock in the morning before a horse show, and I was watching the news and it said Disney is closing next week. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is the time we have to get out of Florida. We have to get home. The world's shutting down. And like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with training and shows. And, you know, we moved everything back to Canada. And I have to say, training wise, it was one of the most productive years I've ever had. I think the horses have just um, increased their they're learning so much and they have the ability to just do so much more now. And it was wonderful being able to go down to try on and compete um, in the, in the November event and still have them feeling like at the top of their game and ready to compete. That's amazing. So how has that helped you, I guess, cultivate like what, what your goals are going to be for 2021? Yeah. So definitely our goals were firmly planted on Tokyo 2020. And I would say nothing has changed about that looking forward to 2021. So everything that we will be doing, will be focusing these horses towards um, the Tokyo Olympics and making sure that they are 110% ready to um, go for a spot on that team. I have three horses that are qualified for that team right now, and that is Pavarotti, Bogue Sound, and Watson GS. Um, and yeah, just really excited to get them going better and get ready for next year. That's amazing. So how do you, you know, through all this uncertainty and, and making that tough decision to like commit to staying home this winter, Jesse, how have you just stayed motivated through all of this? Like you've got all, you've got this string of incredible horses and the Olympics are on your horizon. Like how do you stay motivated? Okay. So I absolutely love what I do every single day. When I wake up in the morning, I am so pumped to get out to the barn and see how the horses are going to be that day and what new ground we can cover And when I go to bed at night, I can't wait to wake up the next morning and do it all again. So in that sense, I never lack motivation. Like I'm, I'm always so intrigued to see how great you can make these horses and how much you can improve yourself and the horses. So that's why this year, I just haven't really lacked that motivation to keep going. That's amazing. You inspire me. I wish, I wish I was that motivated. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was thinking, Justine. I I need that. Dude, you guys didn't meet her when she was pregnant and I felt like the lazy one. I mean, I'd known her for a while, but we actually. This is my favorite story about us, Jess. (laughs) So Jesse and I lived in England together for a month and we basically decided that we should like camp out in this like little bit, you know, we had like no money. So we're like, okay, we've gone. We're like pennies and pennies figuring this out to both compete in England. So we stay in this one bedroom, like studio apartment above this like pub type place. And so, you know, we're 20 something years old and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, every day she like wants to go home and she has two horses and I have one and the girls are taking care of it. She wants to go take a nap every day. I'm like, done, done. I took it. We would take a nap on this like full-size bed. It was tiny. We'd nap in the bed together. And then we'd go on like a walk and do all this. And then we'd go down and I'd have a glass of wine and she'd drink this thing called ginger beer. I didn't know it was not alcoholic at the time, but <laughs> every morning Jessica was so sick. 
she would go in the bathroom and puke and she'd have the water running. I had no clue, no clue. So her mom didn't know at the time, only her sister and her husband. And she looks at her husband and is like, I'm going to have to tell Jess, like, how's she not going to know? Like she's living with me for a month. Well, not when you live with me. I was totally oblivious to it. She never had to tell me she was pregnant. I had no idea. She calls me when we get back home, like a couple weeks later. And she's like, so thought I was going to have to tell you this a while ago, but by the way, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, wait, what? She goes, oh yeah, gosh. I've been throwing up the whole time and you just are totally oblivious to life. <laughs> I said, so wait. It was the best trip. <laughs> it was so much fun. We had so much fun on this trip. But I was like, wait, you, you napped the whole time with me. You mean that I'm just lazy and you just were exhausted <laughs> and pregnant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, that's how I felt. I was like, seriously, so painful. But Jessie has so much motivation. Like she gets up in the morning. She's got such a great attitude. She wants to go do it. So even when she's like sick, puking, pregnant, not telling anybody, she's like, come on, man, we're going to be good. We're going on walks. We're doing this. I'm like, all right, let's go, man. We're good. <laughs> so funny. So no, she's, she's amazing. So I do love me some Jessie. So before we wrap things up, um, I think Ellie wanted to ask you about some of your favorite, like kind of holiday traditions and everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess that's kind of the question. Okay. I think my favorite holiday tradition is we normally go to church Christmas Eve and we have like a huge sing-along and we all have lit candles and it's just like, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes of just singing Christmas carols. And that is my number one favorite holiday tradition, which this year, I don't know what we're going to do because we definitely won't be congregating in church altogether. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe we're going to have to set up like a zoom, a zoom call where we can all light candles and sing Christmas carols and start our new tradition. Oh, that's really sweet. So what is your favorite Christmas carol then? I love Silent Night. It's always the Christmas carol that we sing last. And it's just such a calming song. And it just really gives you that feeling of Christmas, like the the true meaning of Christmas. And I just love that peacefulness of the song. Well, Jesse, it's been so wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, it's time for Rose and Thorn. But first, I want to introduce a longtime listener who's going to play with us this week, Cassie Rutherford. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great. I'm so glad you're here with us. I know. I'm excited to be here. I've been listening for like two years now, so it's cool to finally be on. I know. I remember I I finally got to meet you when we were in Kentucky. Gosh, was that last year? Yeah, last year. I think about it all the time, actually. Oh, I'm so fun. I miss you this year. And you had just moved to Lexington then, right? Like you were new to town? Yeah, I'd only been here for like, I think maybe three weeks when I went to to Rolex or Land Rover. Wow. Are you still loving it? I am never leaving. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My husband, he made a joke and he said something about a job offer. And I was like, all right, see ya. I'm staying here. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. No, I love it. So tell us what you do. Cause I see on your Instagram, like you're at spy coast a lot. Are you working like in the industry? What are you doing? Actually? Yeah. Um, so I'm still in school. I'm about, uh, I'm a year away from getting my equine science and management degree. And over the summer I was able to internship 
do my internship at Spike Host Farm, uh, which is, it's a, it's a giant farm. Uh, it's a big jumper barn. And basically they do their own breeding program. And they also have a rehabilitation center, which is where I work most days. Um, one day a week, I get to go over to the breeding side. Um, but I basically interned over the summer. And then once the fall came around, they offered me a part-time position. And so I'm absolutely loving it. I get to learn so much about the industry. I learn more about lameness, basically a vet tech for the whole summer, working on some really nice horses. Uh, we get dressage, eventers. We even have a little Rainer quarter horse in our barn right now for rehab. So yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally in the industry. I love it a ton. But I don't ever want to leave. It's, I've learned more over the last six months than I ever thought was possible. That's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. All right, so who wants to go first, Rose and Thorn? Is anybody ready? I can go first. Okay. So my Thorn is that we've spent the last week actually moving out of the farm and putting things in pods to go to North Carolina, putting things to go to the trailer in North Carolina. All the girls, Courtney, everybody's had to move. It's been such a pain. But on the other side of it is, it's going to be kind of weird to not do all my recordings in the woods. So it's going to definitely be. <laughs> I don't think people, we have to explain this to our listeners. I don't we think have people, a little bit, but not I really. know I feel like Jemmy our you know, our, who was our producer on the show for a long time. Like it's like an inside joke that one day we'll have to record a video and show everybody how we record the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. for, for years now, just the whole time. To- Get unless I like got lucky, unless I got lucky and I had really good internet because I was traveling. I but know. if I was in Aiken at home recording the podcast, this is what I was. She was in the truck, usually with a glass of wine, and would have to drive up the hill away, like off her property, and sit in the woods where she would like had one little zone of good reception. <laughs> <laughs> literally, and she, and she would send us pictures, and it's literally just Jess in the woods somewhere. <laughs> recording the podcast it was super creepy and then then but it was like next to like it was like off the pro you know it wasn't next to the house and everything so if anybody needed me they'd drive the golf cart up to like come check on me and be like <laughs> we have a question and i'd have to like pause and like do all this so it's definitely going to be very different to be recording in like a house so I know that's kind oh, of my wow. thorn a little You've bit. You've upgraded I'm, for sure. I'm, yeah, but have I? I'm the, the, the house <laughs> has got a lot of people in it. The car was just me. So I don't know. So, but my rose is that next week we are going, we've done this whole thing, but like, we're going to go, uh, my dad flies and everything else. So we've like done this whole like COVID thing that like we've all been together and we are going to go to Jackson hole and I've rented like an Airbnb so that we can get away and we're going to go skiing for a couple days. So I'm so excited because Doug and I have been waiting for Doug and I have been together over 10 years and never skied together. So, oh, wow. we, mm-hmm, so that's definitely my rose is that we're going to We've kind of figured a way like with COVID to be safe and everything, but still be able to go and go skiing and kind of get away for a couple of days. So I'm so excited. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. so fun. 
I can't wait. Absolutely gorgeous. You have to take, I mean, all the photos. Well, and I've never been, so I'm so excited. Like I grew up skiing. My dad's from Colorado, so I've skied all around Colorado, but I've never skied and I've never been to Jackson Hole. Doug's been once before, so I'm really, really excited. But it's been, like I said, so many years, so I hope that I don't think I'm still a very good or decent skier and get like hers. I'm like a little concerned about that, but you'll be fine. It's like riding a bike. You'll right. pick it up again. Well, I just hope I don't think that I'm like very good and I'm like, Oh, I can handle this. And then like do something dumb. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to be cautious in the beginning. Just remember pizza and French fries. You'll be fine. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the part that I'm not worried about. It's like when I'm like, <laughs> I can handle this double black diamond. I'm good. <laughs> oh, no. Then you just slide down on your butt. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> Ellie, what about you? Well, so I, <laughs> I have, I have two little, I guess, stories for both my rose and my thorn in order for them to make sense to anyone that's not in my head. So <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll start with my rose. Because it started off really great and then it turned out to be not so great. So Matt wanted to go to like a local music shop. Matt plays the guitar, but he hasn't in like six years um, successfully anyway. Like he's done things here and there. But in any case, we just have a lot of guitars sitting around and he wanted to go to the music store because he thought something was wrong with his electric guitar. So we went to the music store and Matt's really hard to shop for because he always wants something that's going to be useful for like the farm or something. Like you can't ever get him a gift for something that he's going to use for him. You know what I mean? So we went to the, this shop or whatever and he's, he's playing this guitar and he played, he played it for a while and he was like, ah, oh, that's a, it's a nice guitar or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. So I actually went up and I bought the guitar for him like while he was playing it and like talking to some guy. So then I get back over to him and he's like, oh, I'm going I'm to try playing that one now. And I was like, but you still like this one? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, because I just bought it. <laughs> oh, no. You know, and he, so he got his Christmas present early because I was like, don't pick up another guitar because <laughs> I just <laughs> bought that. So that's my rose is that he really likes it. And now he's he's playing guitar a lot. So then my thorn is I have these things that are they're called fence flags. Because I can't have like traditional fences on my property because the wind is so bad. So I have like Electra Braid. And so they're like little plastic things that you can put on the fence just as like a visibility assistant. And I couldn't understand why in this one section of my fence they just kept falling off. Because they're like attached pretty well with like a little like metal hook thing. Well, then I figured out yesterday morning. And I looked out my window, I was getting dressed for work, and I saw that my little horse, Q, is literally three feet outside of the pasture because Electra Braid is, is stretchy and it bends. So he's stepped three feet out with his front feet and is grazing outside of the pasture, um, which is supposed to be electrified, but apparently that section is not really working. So now my <laughs> fence is... It's like all stretched out and it's why well, I'm in the grasses getting cut. So I guess that's kind of nice. But so I'm now paranoid that he's going to break the fence down while I'm at work and start a, uh, a jailbreak parade through Gillette. But 
so that's my thorn is that I have to figure out, I tried to electrify it, but now my fencer broke. So I have to buy a new fencer and my horse is too smart. And that's my thorns. Ugh. All right, Cassie, what do you got? All right. So my thorn is probably that the weather is officially getting really disgusting and I'm over it. My toes are actually thawing out right now. We actually drank at the barn today. It was finals week last week for me and another friend. And so we got together and had some wine. So the weather is just, it's so cold. Um, And that's my thorn. And then my rose is that my gray horse, my older one has been on layup for the last couple months. He was diagnosed with a bone bruise and he had to be on layup and kind of in a low workload and wasn't really doing anything. But today I got approval to tack walk him. And so I got to tack walk him today. Um, Yay. So my thorn. He was really good. Uh, it wasn't our best ride, but, um, but yeah, overall it was really good and it was nice enough that I wasn't freezing my buns off earlier. So it was good. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Justine? Oh boy! Um, <laughs> big long sigh. So I guess I'll I'll make my thorn about the weather, and Ellie will laugh at me. But I don't hear it. It is. I really- let Cassie get away with it because she's a guest. But I'm not going <laughs> to let you get away with it. <laughs> it's really cold here right now, and I don't care what Ellie says. It's cold. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm still wearing my my one one pair of like insulated winter breeches what i haven't I ro- even broken those out yet oh my god i rode earlier today and was like it's too damn cold these things are coming out and i'm wearing a vest right now still um but tonight like the low it's like really cold here for florida it's it's gonna be 42 degrees guys <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and i don't That's know amazing. if i'm going to survive but i have agreed to Go, I'm um, like, we're going on, we're doing some gallop sets tomorrow, like early in the morning, because I have an event this weekend. So, which is my rose, but my thorn is that I, I'm going to wear like three pairs of socks tomorrow <laughs> to go ride my horse. <laughs> and I'll take a picture and like, I'll, I'll be wearing like, you won't see my face. This is cold. This is cold for me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> luckily, it's going to warm up for the, for the weekend the weekend is like the weather is going to be beautiful it's going to be like in the 70s i'm really excited actually i have two roses because my other rose is that i i bought a bunch of clothes from street and saddle uh from caitlin who we had on the show a couple episodes ago she had a sample sale and i bought a bunch of shirts and i'm really excited because i'm gonna one of them is gonna be like my my new show shirt and i'm gonna debut it this weekend so i'm excited to wear it nice i know i'll have to send you guys pictures of my outfit so yeah i just have two two rows well i guess my thorn is that it's cold and my rose is that i'm horse showing and i've got a new fancy shirt to wear so you you know that makes me feel good like i don't even have to place or do well i'll just feel good because i have a fancy shirt you know, <laughs> that's all that. Matters. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fancy shirts, but I just want you to realize I don't even blanket my horses when it's 42. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, my- I probably shouldn't either <laughs> in reality. And I always, I am the holdout at my barn. I'm always like, nah, he doesn't need it. And then she's like, yeah, he does. And so they, you know, but I got to do what the barn does. But, um, that's called peer pressure, Justine. Ellie, you should know I'm generally I'm the holdout on the blankets. Okay. God, that's how I am at my barn. He's a woolly mammoth, and I think it's gonna be like 
30 tonight and I threw him out without one. So, Aww. but if he's woolly, if he's woolly, he'll be fine. Oh yeah. He's got a huge, it's like two inches thick. So my, you know, mine is clipped. I clipped mine. So, oh, okay. I'll give you that. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ellie, I clipped my horses. So Ellie. Yeah. Well, you know what? That takes time and effort and, <laughs> and new you know, blades. Yeah. And sometimes all the effort you have is to just put the grain in the bucket. <laughs> I hear you. Believe me. Well, hey, Cassie, it was so great to have you on. Thank you for coming Thanks on for and coming. hanging with us. Yeah, it was so great. I'm glad I finally got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Well, thank you, guys. So it's mailbag time. And this one is from Catherine from our Facebook group. If you guys are not joined our Facebook group, Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge, go on Facebook and search it and please join along. It's super fun. We love to talk about questions. Like everybody asks different stuff. We respond. It's just a fun time. So please go. But back to the mailbag where Catherine has some interesting questions that I'd love to kind of pick Ellie and Justine's brains about. She says, does anyone live with someone that is allergic to horses and how do you deal with it? Her roommate's allergic to horses, but it hasn't been a problem. But now her boyfriend is also allergic and has some minor reactions a couple of times over at her house. She needs a better system for contain- containing all the horse contaminated items and clothes. What do you guys do? Because mine like is like overrunning my entire place. So I'd love, I probably need a better system too. So I'd love to hear it. I mean, so I, I don't, I can't use horses as an example because I mean, my dogs will go to the barn with me and then sleep in my bed, which is probably kind of gross, but I don't really care. Um, so <laughs> that I, I don't have an example with horses, but for example, like my, um, when I was working at the animal shelter and like when I'm working now at the vet's office, when we have an animal that's sick, like we kind of talk about, you know, decontamination. So I don't get my pets at home sick so what what I do is when I get home you know I mean shoes are in the mudroom but I take my clothes and I immediately put them in the washing machine it's also nice too because then if they're in there sometimes Matt will do them so I don't have to do my laundry which is always a plus um but so I just put it directly in the laundry and then I just take a shower and put on fresh clothes so that way I know I'm not you know contaminating my other animals and stuff Um, but that would be really hard. I think, especially, you know, with my horses in my backyard to every time I have to go out to the barn to do that. But if that's something you can do, or if you know your boyfriend's coming over or something to kind of make sure that everything gets washed, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys have any other better ideas? I feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head, Ellie. I mean, uh, like just trying to imagine, like thinking about that, like if my husband had a horse allergy like man I'd be in trouble my truck is a nightmare (laughs) you know like to like there's just horse hair and supplies and stuff everywhere you I just feel like I didn't even think about cars that's (laughs) you know yeah like you like you just have to be so diligent to be on top of things and obviously this is completely different than horse hair but I think of like nurses and doctors I've interviewed through the pandemic and like how they they come home and they undress before they get in their house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just to not bring anything into their families. I mean, there's got to be a way to do it, but I feel like it's very individual and very tailored to your specific life, you know, but I don't, 
I feel like once you get into a routine that, you know, it works for you and your partner or, you know, or your roommate or whatever, like you just, you figure it out. I don't feel like it's that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if it's mild, just pay for them to get uh, Zyrtec. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. They make drugs for this. (laughs) They They make make drugs. drugs. (laughs) <laughs> that's oh god awesome. that's quote of the episode they make drugs for that <laughs> that is awesome oh man but it's also yeah i mean that's a hard thing because it's horses are kind of messy right we take them with us when we leave the barn not necessarily on purpose but yeah that's that's a tough one If you have a question for us and you want us to ask it on the air, you can send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com or you can join our Facebook group like Jess mentioned, which is the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge. And if you want to hear more from us, you should subscribe to the Heels Down Brief, our daily email newsletter. You can do that by going to bit.ly slash hdbrief. And we want to say thank you to our partners this week, both EcoGold and Arena Saddles. All right, guys, this is a wrap for all of 2020. Can you believe it? Thank God. Goodbye, 2020. Goodbye. Cheers to that. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.